I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, welcome back to Deep Dish Radio. I'm Tim Powers, and uh, you know, on this show, I interview folks that I find kind of uh, that I find interesting, and folks that I've always wanted to meet. And today is no exception. Several years ago. Uh, I interviewed as part of his uh, promotion for his book, a gentleman named Bill Hudson, who, uh, along with his brothers, Brett and Mark, rose to fame in the 70s. Uh, John Lennon called them the kings of Saturday morning. They were a rock and roll group with, uh, with a TV show, and obviously, I, I like that kind of thing. I also thought the guys put out some great Beatlesque music. Uh, they were well-produced. They were on some great record labels, and uh, they scored a top 20 hit or two, and uh, uh, they have performed uh, on stage as, uh, as the, the cast members of The Wizard of Oz at the Muni Theater in St. Louis when I was a kid. Was kind of... Well, Brett Hudson is with me today. Brett was uh, the bass player of the Hudson Brothers and now is uh, an award-winning movie producer and television producer. And uh, a few years ago, Brett was diagnosed with stage four cancer. And, uh, well, you know, stage four cancer is, uh, is oftentimes, well, in, in most situations, pretty serious. And Brett is now cancer-free. Yep, he is cancer-free, and he's going to tell you how. Cancer hit home uh, for me uh, about a year or so ago, and we get into that during this, and um, really was encouraged by Brett's message of hope. Uh, he was determined not to give up, and he found a way to beat cancer. And he's got a way for you to help the rest of the world beat cancer. We want you to be a part of it. We want you to listen to what uh, with, to what Brett has to say uh, about the importance of alternative medicine, uh, things that aren't available here in the United States but are medically sound, and Brett Hudson is living proof. If you don't believe me, take a listen to this. It'll be 10 years cancer-free. Um, it, 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 it's real hard to explain uh, the, 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 the traditional medicines that you get and what that, how that affects you. I mean, I, uh, I started my treatment here in the States for 10 weeks. I, did, I was pounded with chemotherapy. And and as weird as it sounds, you know, when you read in the obituaries, died from cancer related. Uh, it's it's the medicine. The medicine is 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 tough on your body. Uh, and the when I went to Germany, 
their approach was totally, I mean, they used a lot of the same medicines we use here, but their approach and how they administer it was totally different. I mean, I was doing chemotherapy here uh, every week. Every Monday I would uh, sit in the chair and get, uh, I don't know how many bags of IVs of, <laughs> of, uh, of, of stuff. And then when I was done with that, they would put a pump in my chest. I'd carry around this little contraption that every hour put put a tablespoon of this uh, of this chemotherapy called 5-FU in my body, which made me really, really, really like unbelievably sick. Wow! I don't know what the five means, but I definitely know what the FU stood for because <laughs> it just made me horribly, horribly sick. And when I went to Germany, what was interesting was I had chemotherapy. In eight weeks, I only had chemotherapy three times at the University of Frankfurt. And it's a procedure that was invented by this uh, gentleman named Dr. Vogel. It's an embolization where they go up your main artery with a syringe. And you're awake. It's a seven-minute procedure. You, they go up your main artery with a syringe. And up on the screen, you can he watches it travel where it's supposed to go. And they inject the chemotherapy directly into the tumor. So, And they give you this medicine, which I don't remember the name of it in German, that corrals the chemotherapy so it doesn't go through the rest of your body and damage any of your other organs. Wow. I did that three, yeah, it was really, and it, it's it's not traditional, it's not holistic, it's actually a combination of both. It's called complementary treatment. I was taking Western medicine and holistic Eastern medicine, vitamin C drips, vitamin D drips, uh, selenium, uh, all kinds of different supplements while I was taking chemotherapy, where in America, they really don't do that. But they've discovered that a lot of the support of the supplements outside of the traditional uh, medicines literally helps you. Fun I mean, I wasn't sick in Germany at all, except for a couple times when they gave me this procedure where they raised your temperature up to like 104 uh and that kind of makes you feel sick, but basically <laughs> it's just a, it, it's a different approach, and it's just <clears throat> what I always try to say to people is is, is it when you're diagnosed with cancer, and you know that when some, a doctor says that to you, it affects not only you physically, it affects you mentally as well. The part of the mental aspect of it is literally five minutes after I was diagnosed with stage four throat cancer, my wife was crying and talking and I was like in a fog yeah. and she said, say something. I said, it's a bad day for cancer. I just knew from the get go, I'm, I'm going to die like everybody else, but I'm not dying of this disease. And if <laughs> I beat it or when I beat it, I'm going to spend the rest of my life and do whatever I can do my part to try to find a cure. And when I say me, I don't mean I'm, you know, I'm a musician and I'm not a doctor or a chemist or a scientist. Right. But if I can, if I can give money to the correct research people, and I say people, I'm not saying organizations, I'm saying individuals. I know five of them that saved my life. And the project that I'm doing now, all, all the proceeds will go to, I handpick these individuals. And I will give them the money and make sure that all of that money is spent on cancer research and not a portion of it. So, you know, because a lot of these big organizations, you'll donate to them and they will take that money and they'll do big fundraisers and travel and stuff like that. No, I, no, I want this all to go into research to try to find a cure. That's really what I, I really want to leave this earth knowing that I did my part and I, I, 
whatever I can do to try to make that happen, I'm going to do it because it's a horrible disease. It, it is the devil. I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> it, it just, it, it, it really kind of uh, is, is something that I think we can do. There are medicines all over the world that we don't get here. And I took medicine in Germany that they've been using for 15, 20 years, and it's, it's, it works. We don't have it here. And I, I don't know why. I mean, when you're diagnosed terminal or told you're going to be dead in six months, which is what I was told, right. you should be able to go anywhere in the world and get whatever medicine you think is going to save your life. And that's what I'm. That's that's my goal. That's 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 my uh, my charge uh, before I leave this earth. Is I've got to do something. I can't just talk about it. I've got to physically do it, and that's what I'm doing. So let's talk about the project then. Um, you know, you're obviously you you want to bring that. Um, the medicine and the treatment that you experienced in Germany to the States and certainly raise awareness of the fact that there are uh, alternative treatments to what you get in, in traditional American medicine. And you are literally a living testimony to it. I mean, 10 years ago, they told you you were going to be dead in six months. And now here you are um, uh, cancer free. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. No, I know, and it's it's look, it 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 it's and I like your like you told me about your father. I did the same thing. I mean, I was diagnosed, and three months later, I was in Germany. I didn't wait. I didn't uh, a lot. Of, it, it, it's 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 also psychological. I mean, I've turned a lot of. Uh, I speak to a lot of cancer patients uh, and tell them my story and and try to give them insp- you know to inspire them to to fight fight for their life. That's really what it is. I mean, uh, I, I never gave up as sick as I was. I never, I never gave up, but the, 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 I understand the, you know, the American medical medical association and all that, they have restrictions, but they've got to, they've got to open up their, their, uh, their eyes and see that there are places you can go, uh, outside of this country that possibly can cure you. But a lot of people psychologically don't want to leave the United States, which I didn't even think about it. When, when the, her name was Ursa, Dr. Ursula Jacob. Uh, I mean, I was I'm honestly, I'm not kidding you. I was like, I was dead man walking. Yeah. And, and Cher, who I've known for 45 years, uh, called me and said, I want you to come over to my house and meet this doctor. Now let's put and this in perspective. This is Cher calling you. Yeah, I mean, and I, and yeah. I know you've known her for for forty five years and stuff. But for the for the listeners who you know need to put this in context, this is Cher calling my guest Brett and telling him about this uh, about this uh, about the treatment. What? How, first of all, how did she how did she know uh, about you? And then how did she know about the the treatment? Okay. <laughs> Cher's sister, Georgian, when I was like 22, 23, we were, you know, you were really young. We were boyfriend and girlfriend. And we, we kind of, you know, many, many years later, we still kept in touch with each other. I mean, my wife and I are friends with her and her husband. And she found out I had cancer. And she came to visit me. And it totally, I mean, I was really, really sick. And she called Cher and said, Brett's got cancer. And she went, well, you know, she was shocked, said, what? And and it just so happened that Dr. Yakov, Dr. Ursula Yakov, was staying at Cher's house. And Cher called me and said, I want you to meet this doctor. 
can you, do you have medical records? And I happened to have them. Uh, I said, yeah. And she said, bring them over. So I brought my medical records over. I gave her, gave them to the doctor and Cher and I sat down and talked for about 45 minutes. And the doctor came down. I remember I was for a doctor in this country. They wouldn't say this. She just, Dr. Yakov came down and she went, I can cure you. So she, she said, wow. I said, yeah, I, that's exactly what I, I was like. I said, okay. Tell me how. <laughs> you have nothing to lose at this point. Exactly. I said, so tell me how. And she told me what she was going to do. And it made logical sense. The tumor's in my throat. That's where the chemotherapy goes. And she told me all this other stuff that they have there, that they do there. Because I was really, really sick. I was sick from the chemotherapy. And I, I said, uh, okay, I'm, I'm going. And literally, uh, seven days later, I was uh, in Germany. I, I didn't. I didn't even think. Oh, I'm leaving the country. I'm going to another another country. I know nothing about. Blah blah blah. I didn't even think that. All I thought was what the doctor told me made logical sense. So I got on a plane. I was only three months into my disease. I got on a plane and flew there, and uh, I was there with Farah Fawcett. And Farah, God bless her, Farah had was like almost a year and a half into uh, her cancer. Oh man! And uh, she went to Germany because the doctors here said there's nothing more we can do for you. And they and Germany kept her alive for another two years, literally. And I, and I, how do I know I was there? I watched it. Yeah. And what what was what was sad was had she done that when she was diagnosed, I have to believe that she would still be alive today. But she didn't want to go. She didn't want to leave America. And, you know, when you're sick and you're dying, <laughs> if they said, I got to fly to Antarctica and eat a banana, I'm going to Antarctica. <laughs> I'm going wherever I have to go <laughs> right. to try not to die. I know it's, 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 it, I, w- I was fearless about it because I, I, I was dying. So I'm, I got to do something. And that's what I did. And, and, and knock on wood and thank God it worked. I'm here. I'm still here. And what what was really kind of disturbing to me, and this is the truth, is a lot of we call each other cancer buddies because we all had cancer at the same time. There was a whole group of us, Sid and Liz and Jeff and and, and Melissa. Uh, We all had cancer together and sad. They passed away. Right. And I didn't. And I couldn't say what I couldn't figure out. Why am I still here? What? Why did they all pass away and I didn't? What? What was? What was the point of that? And for me, the point of that was exactly what I'm doing now. I'm here to spread the word, to try to figure. You know, you got to look at. I mean, talk, honestly, Tim, as you think about it, in 2017, there was over 150 billion dollars spent on cancer treatment. That's a lot of money to lose if there's a cure. Right. So I understand the business side of of of, of diseases, but if if I, I mean I was a horrible thing to say. The people that don't understand that you get cancer, it, it it's the big C. It's that word. It's that sentence that nobody wants to hear. You've got cancer because it's a death sentence, but it's not. You can beat it, uh, and and it's a combination of 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 the treatment that you think, I always say this to when I speak to cancer patients, I always say, 
you follow your medical path. If some, if you get three different, you know, diagnoses as to what they're going to do to help you, you pick the one that you think you will save your life. I, it's not, I'm not saying don't listen to doctors. That they're doctors for a reason. They study. They got diplomas, and they know what they're doing. But you pick your path. I've always said that. I picked mine. I didn't. It's not that I abandoned the United States because when I came back from Germany, I was continued to being treated here by uh, Angela's Clinic, Dr. Perot, fantastic doctor. Amazing. You know, there was a whole group of them that saved my life because right. they all worked. This is what was great. They all worked together. They communicated with each other. My doctor in Germany told my doctor here what they did and what they should continue to do to, yeah. to, to sustain this and stuff like that. And it was it was a it was a group effort and it worked. I I was I I was very privileged to have that. Everybody should have that opportunity, not just me. Everybody, I mean, I got lucky. Uh, everybody should 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 have that opportunity, and that's my goal. That's what I'm doing. So what I've done is I I've I've hooked up with a nonprofit organization out of Michigan called the uh, uh, Kingdom Builders Worldwide. Uh, oddly enough, his name is Doctor. Tino Smith, his wife has cancer, which I didn't know, but I made a deal with him, so to speak, is I want to do this. It's nonprofit and all the profits that come in will go to cancer research for a cure. That's, that's what I'm doing. And I will do that on every project I do. I will give my, you know, a, a, if not all of the profits, a large, large portion of the profits, because what happens with a lot of these organizations is is they charge overhead. Uh, I don't have any overhead. <laughs> I don't have staff. I don't have an office. I don't, I, I don't have any of that stuff. So I don't have any overhead. So therefore, the majority, if not all of my profits from the sale and, and uh, ticket sales or whatever it is, I can give directly to research doctors and make sure that, that 100% of what I give goes to the research and not to uh, trips and parties and wages and stuff like that. No, let's, let's do this right. Here's, here's a million dollars, spend that million dollars on finding a cure for this disease. That's, that's what I'm going to do until I'm not here anymore. Uh, and I will continue to do it. If, if, if anybody, you know, wants to donate, by the way, it's a hundred percent tax deductible, which is really good because it's a nonprofit. Right. Uh, you just, Go to www.kingdombuildersworldwide.org, and down in the bottom right-hand corner is a little blue square that says Give. Click on that, put in your donation. A page will come down, goes, scroll down to where it says What You Can't See, which is my project. Click on the envelope, and you'll be sent a receipt for 100% tax deductible. And uh, it, 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 it's a, it's an, it, it's a it's so easy to do. And that money, by the way, the money doesn't go in my pocket. The money goes into an account and I use that money to spread my, my, my plight, which is I got, I, before I leave, I've got to know that cancer can be cured and will be cured no matter what type of cancer. Cause it's, 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 it's just, uh, it's become my, uh, my mantra. <laughs> I just gotta, I just want to, I don't want anybody to go through what I went through or my other friends who had cancer went through. I just want to change all that. Well, you know, if I can, it, uh, Brett, if so, I can. Yeah. And, and that's, 
man, I'm I'm over I'm I'm really surprised um on on a number of levels. I mean, stage 4 cancer is not something that uh most people <laughs> most people walk away from and um no. you know, obviously it was a very very hard fight. Um what you went through in Germany uh it certainly wasn't easy. Um is the is the experience that you had in the clinic at in Germany is that uh, is that common for German cancer treatment, or is that unique to the the clinic? No, it's 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 common. Uh, it, it's there was a doctor. His name was Doctor Schuler, I believe. He was. Uh, it, it, I, I kind of I got interested in how they came up with this this format for cancer. Uh, I guess, and what I was told was, if you have like uh, nasal cancer. You can't be radiated. It'll fry your brain. So this doctor came up with a regime that they give you, and it's how they administer the the medicine, and and that 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 worked. I mean, they didn't have. When I was in Germany, uh, I I had em, I had three embolizations, and uh, then I went. I was cybernized, and I laid on this gurney and. It's it's like this War of the Worlds arm that swings around, <laughs> and I had I think it was two thousand three hundred and sixty different angles of a pinpoint laser that killed my tumor. I was on this journey for an hour, and all of a sudden the lights come up, and the doctor Doctor Milosevich comes down, pumps his fist in the air, and he said, "Your tumor's dead." I said, "That's it." He goes, "That's it." <laughs> I, 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 and my wife and I went out and had Chinese food. I mean, it was, it was, it was, it was, it was bizarre because, you know, literally, uh, a month before that I was, uh, you're getting your affairs in order. Exactly. Well, yeah, exactly. It's just, it's, it's something that, that, that it's, it's dear to my heart because, and you know, what's really weird is I had no symptoms. That's another thing. I I was uh, I was in New York shooting pilot, and I took a bite of a sandwich. I couldn't swallow it, which I thought was was bizarre. I, right. I, I went in the bathroom and I opened my mouth, and the the opening in my throat was closing. And I called my wife. I said I, I can't swallow. Something's wrong. She called the doctor. I got on a plane. I flew home. I went to the doctor. I'm sitting in the chair. The doctor puts on, you know, the little miner's hat with the light and puts a popsicle stick on my tongue and I open my mouth and he goes, you've got a massive, massive malignant tumor on the right side of your throat. It's stage four cancer. And me not knowing anything, I thought, well, I, you know, four out of ten, that's not bad. So I yeah. my was. There's no and stage goes, five. No. You know, you're, you're raising funds to evangelize your your program. What yep. what kinds of things what kinds of things are you doing in addition to this show, which will reach hundreds of thousands of people, of course? Um, yep. What uh, what else are you doing to to evangelize the treatment? Well, I I I speak. I'm, I'm honestly, Tim. If I told him, I get calls, and it, it's really weird. It happens in like in like groups. Like I won't hear from anybody for two months, and then all of a sudden I'll get like seven or eight calls from people of uh, some I know, some I don't know. My friend has cancer. I, I read your blog. I saw you on television talking about it. Can you speak to my friend? And I speak to every one of them. 
I will not turn anybody down. Because, wow, man. Well, one of the it's just really kind of corny, but one of the one of the best medicines is hope. You know, it, it you you can't just put your hands down and give up. You have to fight this disease with everything you got. And I, I one of my opening speeches when I speak to cancer patients and and groups and stuff like that is I have a rule. We're all going to die, but you're not allowed to die from cancer. And here's why. The, whatever type of cancer you have, this second right now, somebody was diagnosed with that same cancer. If you live and you beat it, it gives them hope, gives them a, a, it, it's that old thing. Hey, if he can do it, I can do it. And that's real important. That's important to me that people must understand no matter what they say. I don't care what any doctor says. You, you can beat this. You can beat it. It's a will to beat it. And you know what? Uh, it, 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 it's, it's, it's the, it was the fight of my life, no pun intended. Yeah. And uh, I want other people to not have to go through what I went through or Farrah went through or Jeff or Sid or all the people that I had cancer with. I want to make sure that they have the same opportunity to save their lives that I did. And that's important to me. So that's, that's why I'm doing this. And I'm gonna, every, everything I do, every film I make, every television show, every, everything I do, the profits from all that stuff is going to go to finding a to finding a cure for this. It just it has to be done. It just it, it we can't just as a society say, oh, it's cancer. They, they have treatment. Hopefully, it'll work on you. No, there's got to be something that 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 will be discovered that can cure you, cure you. And that's what I'm looking for. That's what I'm fighting for, because I don't want anybody to experience what I did. Oh my God. Even people I don't like. <laughs> I <wouldn want> them to... <laughs> uh, come on, Brett. There's I... nobody you don't like. <laughs> no, you, you know what I mean. Yeah. There, it, there's. I don't care what anybody says. It's just a. It, it's a horrible, despicable disease, and and it's got to be. It's got to be squashed. It's got to be taken out of our society. But we're going to get cancer. But if you, you know, it's like a cold. You can cure a cold. Uh, well, let's cure cancer. Okay. Oh. A cold isn't going to kill you. Cancer is. And one more time, so I'm, how I'm can they? After that. And one more time, how can they support you, Brett? Uh, go to www.kingdombuildersworldwide.org. The bottom, a little blue give. Click on that. Put in your donation. A page will come down. Scroll down to what you can't see. Click on the envelope, and you will then receive a receipt for a hundred percent tax deductible. And uh, the the link will be in the show notes for those of you who want to support Absolutely. Brett. And for heaven's sake, why wouldn't you want to? For for goodness' sake, um, uh, you were working on a documentary about the clinic. Um, yeah. What's the status of that? How's that coming along? Well, here's what's interesting. Back when I was doing that, I mean, I I I filmed every one of my treatments, both here in America and in Germany. Right. Because I thought, you know. It, even as sick as I was, I thought, I'm going to do this, put together this documentary, just so people can see the path I went through. And it, I'm no different than anybody else. You can take this same path. Uh, it, 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 I had some issues with the uh, – there were a, a lot of uh, pharmaceuticals that didn't want me to do that. Ah. I know that sounds kind of weird. Yeah. So I, I kind of put it on the back burner, and I, I, I said, okay, I've got to think of another path. 
to get this word out. Got it. And I, I, I found it, which is this nonprofit, Kingdom Builders uh, Worldwide dot org. So now I can do it and make sure that the profits all go to where it's necessary to fast track. When I say fast track, I don't mean it's going to happen overnight, but to fast track a cure from these doctors that are maniacal, Dr. Yakov, Dr. Milosevic, Dr. Perot, Dr. Dr. Hans Gruen. These people are maniacal about cancer, about their, in their research. They're maniacal about trying to figure out how do we stop this disease. And rather than going to a big organization for cancer, because you don't know where your, where your, where your donations go, I will, I will know where every nickel that I give goes and it will go to people that will spend every nickel I give them on trying to find the cure. That's what I'm doing. And the, the, the clinic was, a, it's a great idea. I mean, I, I will use some of that footage yeah. definitely because, you know, there, there's treatments over there that you do that we don't have here, like UVB, which is ultraviolet blood. And what they do is they take, they take about a pint of your blood out and they inject it with pure ozone and St. John's wort and then run it back through an ultraviolet light back into your body. And it is amazing what it does. It, it just, uh, it was actually invented by uh, a German doctor in Pittsburgh. And uh, <laughs> he invented it basically for polio. And while, the, while they were going to, the uh, AMA was going to release it, uh, the polio cure came out. So they put that on the, it's against a lot of use list, but wow. they use it in Germany. Yeah. There's all kinds of stuff. I, I hate to say it, but I will say it. It all gets down to money. Yeah. That's really the bottom line. I mean, cancer treatment is expensive, very expensive. There is a medicine called Herbitox that's like $4,000 of IV bag here. It's $500 in Germany. Farah and I figured we could get on a plane, fly to Germany, get Herbitox, and fly home for almost half of the price that we would get it here. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And that's just, I mean, that's the tip of the iceberg based on what, what I've read from you. That Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. The, the treatments available overseas... Um, are not only more affordable, but uh, I, based on Brett Hudson talking to me today, more effective. 
Um, and uh, as you say, it, it comes down to money. I mean, that's what, that's what makes it all the, the cancer industry is, uh, is powerful. I mean, there's, there's a billion dollar industry that gives people cancer <laughs> and, uh, yeah. and, and a billion dollar industry that, that, uh, uh, that treats them. Uh, yep. you, you would think that it would be, uh, it would be counterintuitive to, uh, to eliminate potential consumers, but everybody's got to make a buck. So, so here you are, Brett, um, you know, telling this unconventional story in a culture that just kind of accepts the, the, the sentence that is, you know, it, that is cancer. And, and, you know, some folks spend years walking around in the fog that you were in, you know, right after your diagnosis. Um, what kind of, um, what kind of opposition have you run into, uh, with your message? There hasn't really been opposition as to what I'm doing, but the opposite, the opposition that I've had is, is basically, well, you, you, you can't do that because there, we have restrictions here in this country and there are certain medicines that we can't bring in. And my question is why I'm, I've been told I'm going to die. So why can't I get, uh, for instance, there's a medicine called Hepamertz that we don't have here that they have in Germany. When I got to Germany, my liver was twice its size from all the chemotherapy I had been, I had taken here in the States. Right. And Dr. Jakob said, she had like panic. She goes, your liver is twice its size. I said, well, okay, well, now what? She gets, she said, I'm going to give you this medicine called Hepamertz, which is an IV, both an IV drip and a drink that you would take, I take in the morning and at night. I took it for three days. She gave me an ultrasound, my liver was back to its normal size and functioning correctly. Unreal. Why don't we have that medicine here? Because it's a German medicine? Well, isn't this like the world where, you know, if somebody in Africa figures out a cure for cancer, shouldn't every country get that cure? That's that's my that that's the opposition I've had is well there are different restrictions in different countries why why for for what reason I'm dying I don't want to die why can't I get that medicine do I have to fly you know to to Africa or South America why can't I get that medicine here it doesn't make any sense to me I'm dying and I right. might be able to save my life at that at that and point what's the, the worst that can happen it it kills you you know yeah, okay exactly. That's really the biggest opposition I've had is 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 the restrictions in in this country as to what you what they can do and what they can't do, wow. and that 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 bothers me because you, you're told you, you're told you're going to die. Do anything you <sighs> you can to save your life if if in fact that's what you wanted to do. And I didn't want to I didn't want to die. I had I have more life left in me, and that kind of Getting cancer was like being hit in the head by a fastball. I was like, yeah. "What? I'm not doing this. I'm beating this any way I can." And it's literally, thanks to Cher and uh, all the doctors in both countries, they saved my life. And I give them, I give them 90% of the credit, and the other 10% I give to me because I refused to lose. I just wouldn't, I wouldn't go down. I just sound like this is a true story. I, I don't tell it very often, but I will. I was like, when I tell you, Tim, I was sick, I, I think back about it and it's like it wasn't me. I was that sick. Right. And I, I was in bed and 
uh, on one of the channels, they were playing a Rocky marathon. So I thought, well, I'll watch it. And when I, it was the beginning of Rocky one, I, right at the beginning, they were going to show all of them back to back to back. And I fell asleep and I woke up in, I woke up in Rocky two during the fight between, I think the first and second round. And I was a little bit out of it. And uh, Sylvester Stallone sits on the chair and he says to Mick, I ain't going down no more. <laughs> and I thought, I thought, I, I said it out loud. I said, I ain't going down no more. And it became my mantra. I, when a doctor would say, you're going to have to have a morbid operation, remove your tongue, your voice box. I would look at them and go, I ain't going down no more. They didn't know what I was talking about. And it actually, it actually, saying it actually made me believe it. I'm not going down. I'm not letting this beat me. I'm going to win. I'm going to beat this. I'm going to beat it. I'm going to crush it. And then I'm going to spend the rest of my life trying to beat it and crush it for everybody else. And that's, that, that, that's a true story. I mean, Rocky actually, <laughs> Rocky actually was part of my cure. <laughs> well, you know, uh, there, there's a lot to be said for, uh, as part of your holistic treatment, you know, what you said right at the top of the interview, a lot of this is, is psychological as well. You know, the, the cancer oh, yeah. diagnosis does a number on your emotional and psychological and probably spiritual state as well. Um, and you know, based on what you told me, your attitude was, well, fuck this man, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna take it. And, and you didn't, that, that was, that was my attitude from the second I was diagnosed. That's exactly right. I just, I, I, I refuse to let this beat me because it, it was, it was going to, <laughs> it was doing everything in its power to beat me. I mean, literally I was, I was a chubby 2010, uh, 200, 2000, 210 pounds when I was diagnosed. And in uh, six and a half weeks, I was 136 pounds. <laughs> Whew. All right. Yeah, that's, well, I couldn't eat, I couldn't swim. Um, uh, my wife would make me a cup of chicken broth, right. warm. It yeah. would take me 45 minutes to drink it. Man. I couldn't eat. It was, they wanted to give me a feeding tube and I did research on feeding tubes and the, not that, I'm telling nobody not to get them, but the problem was is sometimes they get infected. Yeah. Your immune system is so trash. You get an infection when you're when your immune system is that sick. That may kill you. Yeah. And and I just didn't. I thought you know I'm not going to do anything. I remember saying to my wife, I'm not going to do anything that will that that could hinder me from getting cured. And a feeding tube when I did my research was one of the things I refused to do. So I just. Uh, I didn't do it, and I didn't, and, and I'm glad I didn't. Um, I, I I just I fought it out. I, you know, I, 136 is is pretty light for me. Yeah. <laughs> it, you know, but uh, I I I fought. I battled as hard as I could. I mean, I have, I've never had a fight that hard, and anything I've ever done in my life, even uh, in show business, it yeah. was just a, it was it was a 24/7 fight battle i battled it all the time and uh i won i got lucky and you got to be lucky but i also again i had great doctors i always say this i said and i had this other doctor maybe you've heard of him his name is dr jesus really <laughs> good and and you know he doesn't he only costs 10 percent he's really cheap <laughs> so i uh uh i i did whatever whatever was necessary i didn't uh, i i didn't 
I didn't shut anything down. I mean, there were some, some people would say, you know, there's this, if you take this pill, which has volcanic ash in it, it kills cancer and blah, blah, blah. And I'm, I said, okay, I'll try it. I like, you know, I tried it and I said, I'm not taking these anymore. Cause I don't even know what the hell this is I'm taking. Right. It's, it could be sugar pills, but I, I just did everything that I tried everything. I didn't want to die. I wanted to live. And I just, uh, did research real important. And, you know, you, you have to really go deep online because some of the research is a little bit iffy, but if you go deep online and start really looking and reading and understanding it and double checking what you've just researched, there's some stuff out there that, 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 uh, that helps because part of the thing is the, the, the treatment makes you sicker than the cancer. Right. To be honest with you. I've witnessed that firsthand. It's well, not firsthand. Well, it, and, and, you know. Is is your father your father's in treatment now? Yeah, he is. Good. Well, I, he will be in my prayers and and just tell your dad he can beat it. I'm living proof. <laughs> no, thanks, to say, but yeah, it's, no, that. it's the truth, and that's I mean that's one of the reasons that motivated me to to reach out to you about this because um, a man I've 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 followed the story and to, and to hear it from you firsthand. Uh, is remarkable. So, so here we are. You're you you're, you're raising funds. What's the immediate future hold for uh, for you right now? Well, I'm uh, I'm right now uh, in the pro. I I came up with I came up with a really really interesting idea, uh, and I I did I just literally finished my first draft of the screenplay. Um, it's actually a really interesting it, – it's one of my favorite ideas. It's called Hollywood Situation, which is actually named after a song my brothers and I had. Well, it's the name of one of our albums. Yeah, one of your best uh, albums. Thank you. Yeah, well, yeah, I, yeah, I really like that album. I mean, yeah. there's a couple tracks on there that we had no idea they were putting it on there, but that was uh, – that's yesterday's news. Understood. Basically, what it, what, what it is, it, it, you know, with all the TMZ and – there's a show business has really changed. I mean, there's a whole bunch of young ingenues that I'm not sure what their talent is other than they're attractive ladies and, you know, men. Yeah. I don't know what they really do. I mean, I'm not going to mention any names like the Kardashians, but I'll mention them. <laughs> because, okay. Well, well, look, I mean, nothing again. God bless them, man. They're real successful. I just, Somebody said to me once I was doing an interview and they said, have you watched the Kardashians? I said, yeah, I watched the, about five minutes. And then I went, no, I lied. I watched about a minute. He goes, what do you think? I said, my thought was, why am I watching this? What, what am I looking, what's, what am I looking at? But they, they hit a nerve in, 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 in the public, which is great. And they're very successful. And I'm not putting them down for that. It's a tough business. And for them to achieve the level they've achieved says something about what they, what they do. However, it gets down to be a, a, a sort of uh, – it's like a contest. I remember I read uh, someplace where where Khloe Kardashian had more uh, social media people than Kim. So Kim, in order to get back on top, released those photos with her butt and a, I think a glass of champagne on her butt or whatever it was. It was one of those photos. Yeah. And I thought, this is ridiculous. So I came up with this idea based on uh, – on what I've witnessed with these young actors and actresses or people wanting to, you know, stay on the cover of magazines, be on TMZ and all that stuff. And I wrote a story about uh, somebody who is falling off the ladder 
and how she gets back up the ladder to be the number one social media queen. And it's a murder mystery, which is really interesting. It's cool. a really cool idea. That, that That's sounds what I great. literally, when I say just finished, I think I finished it, uh, what's today, Monday? I finished it Friday night. Wow. That's my next project. That's really cool. All right. Well, we look we look forward to that, and we look forward to hearing more from you. I hope your voice is loud, and uh, as you uh, as you're out there, um, you know, doing the evangelism that you're doing for the treatment, I hope the chorus grows around you, and more and more voices join, and more and more people experience the same thing that you uh, you experienced. I mean, uh, stage four is is nothing to nothing to laugh at. And, no. you know, here we are, man. The fact that I'm even talking to you today is remarkable testimony to the team of, uh, you know, everybody from your your doctors to your friends to your wife to your family that was all there to support you through it. Um, ultimately, the fight is yours. You know, you ain't going down. But uh, you you but, had a you ton of people Tim, around it's, you, it's, man. It's, it's, it's not just mine. It, it, this is what I another thing I discovered when I got cancer is I had cancer, but so did everybody around me have the effects of my wife, my kids, my brothers, my friends, my relatives. It, it, it affects, it, it, it affects everybody in your, in your little group. Everybody was affected. My, my wife, you know, I, I gotta tell you, she was the best caregiver I could have asked for. Even if she wasn't my wife and stuff like that, she just did whatever she had to do to make sure that I was at least when I say comfortable, cause it, it, I can't tell you how miserable I was yeah. being that sick, but my, my wife just, and so did my, my two kids, Tess and Jonathan and uh, Cher, Georgia, and I can just name people. They all kind of felt, felt the disease that I had. I had it, but they were all, surrounding me and giving me support and support really helped me with my fight. It really did. It, it, I did, you know, I wanted to see grandchildren, which I didn't have then. Now I've got three and I, I, uh, I'm, I, I'm, I'm blessed that, that I'm here and I know that. So I'm here to make sure that nobody else that has this disease has the same opportunity or it or doesn't leave this earth because of their disease. That's really as, as trite as that sounds, that's what I'm doing. And I will do that the rest of my life. There you go. So let's, let's mention that website one more time, support Brett in his it, fight and join that chorus. Here you go. It's www.kingdombuildersworldwide.org. Bottom of the page, hit the blue dot that says give. Put in your donation. A page will come down. Scroll down to what you can't see. Click on the envelope, and you've just donated to a great cause. And I will assure you that that money is going to cancer research to kill this disease. That's my goal. That's all I care about. I will continue to write and make movies and music and whatever the hell it is I do. <laughs> but this is this is on the top. This is the number one rung on the ladder for me is cancer and doing my part to help a cure. That's what I'm doing. Well, we're behind you a hundred percent, Brett. It's been a, it's been a pleasure um, and certainly enlightening. And um, 
you know, the fact that you're here is testimony, but your enthusiasm and, um, you know, your devotion to what you're doing certainly speaks volumes to, uh, to its credibility. So let's, let's back Brett as, as much as we can. Thanks for being a part of the show, man. Thank you, Tim. All right. God so you, I'm going to okay. stop recording right now and, uh, and okay. just say, dude, thank you so much for being a part no, of this. No, thank you. I mean, it's, it, I, I, I don't know if you can hear it in my voice. I, this is a this is a passion of mine. I can't. I think about it every day. I really do. It's, it's, it's as, as ridiculous. I just I can't leave this earth without fighting that fight. How could you and not? If I'm right? the only one fighting it. Great. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do it. Well, there are, are are statistically so few people who have who are in your circumstance, and the fact that you've been through something so unique you know it's got to make a man look at his life and go all right why did i survive yeah you know and that, and i mean I you've spent you've, you've been in the spotlight since you were 13 years old you know yeah. you you've certainly got a platform uh yeah i do and thank god i've got one it's it's really weird that was one of the things that that bothered me and it really did i mean i used to talk to my wife about it. i used to say i don't know why i'm here and Melissa isn't. I don't understand. She was a friend of mine. Yeah. I, I don't understand that. And I didn't. It took me three or four years to figure out. Okay, wait a minute. Maybe I'm here for a reason, and maybe my reason is this. Maybe I just scream and stamp my feet and go to everybody I know and say, "I need your money, not for me. I need your money." to figure out how we beat this and kill it and crush it and stamp it out so no one ever has to go through what cancer did to me and a lot of my friends. Uh, that's just, that's why I'm here. And I figured that out and I started, that's why I started to do, I wanted to do the clinic. I wanted to get that information out. That's why I talked to cancer patients. That's why I, 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 I give up my day if I'm working, I would give up my day if I had to talk to three or four cancer patients and tell them my story and give them things to do. That, I mean, there's medicines out there, Tim. I use there's a medicine over. Uh, it was invented by a veterinarian in this little village in England because the dogs were getting cancer and he couldn't keep up with it. So he put together this compound of holistic. It's a uh, it's copper, manganese, and, and vitamin C. And it's how he put those compounds together yeah. in a pill. And he started giving them to the dogs. It didn't kill the cancer, but it stopped the spread of cancer. Wow. So they tested it on humans, right. and it did the same thing. It's called CV247. You can't get it here. You can't. It's not. It, it, you can get it over in, in, in Germany and in Spain and Italy and yeah. in England and in Ireland. You can't get it here. We don't have it here. Why? I just I know why because it's holistic and the pharmaceutical companies can't control it. Yeah, I mean we did a good job dancing around the uh, nefarious nature of big pharma and their incredible political lobbying and the and you know their power in Washington, um, which is ultimately I think where your fight's going to take you. Yeah, um, I, I, I I can't believe you said that. That's exactly what everybody says. You're going to end up in front of Congress. I said I'll end up in front of anybody. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I'm, I, I, I have no fear. I I don't care what anybody thinks about it. They think I'm crazy. Fine, maybe I am. But you know what? It's a good crazy 
I really don't care. And I don't care who I offend. And what I mean by that is pharmaceutical companies, if I offend you, too bad. Go fuck yourself. You guys make hundreds of thousands and billions of dollars off of us dying. I'm done with that. And so will you be when I figure this out or when the doctors I give it to. Right. I always say when I figure it out, like I'm going to be there with a test tube. That ain't going to happen. <laughs> I'm, 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 going, I'm going to do whatever I can as long as I'm on this earth to get this word. I'll yell, I'll yell and scream from the mountaintops. I don't care. And I don't care what anybody thinks about me. You think I'm crazy? You might be right. But that's okay. It's a good crazy. Right. You're still I'm, accurate. I'm, You're still truthful. Yeah, I, look, I, I, it, 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 what your father, and I, I mean this, he will be in my prayers. I, I pray, when I read that somebody has cancer, I immediately pray for them because I know what they're going to go through. I know what they're going through. That's another thing. I'm sorry to go on. No, That's man. That's another thing. When, when people, I was talking to, to uh, three or four people uh, since about a year ago, and they brought up me having cancer. And the, the guy said, oh, yeah, man. I know what it's like. I said, oh, you had cancer? He said, oh, no, but my cousin did. I said, then you have no idea what it's like. No idea at all. Your cousin does. So don't tell me you know what it's like to have cancer because you don't. It's horrendous. Right. That's... I mean, what your father is going through, I know exactly what he's going through. Why? Because I went through the same thing. The treatments is, is probably going to have radiation uh, it was interesting. I, I had squamous cell cancer, which usually grows up and down. George Harrison had it. Michael Crichton had it. It usually goes, if it moves, if it metastasizes, it, go it goes to your brain, your lungs, your liver, and, right. blood, and your, 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 your good night, Irene, basically. Yeah. Mine went sideways, which, which even the doctor said, I've never seen this. <laughs> it did, and, and I said, well, is that good? He goes, yeah. Because that means it didn't go to my brain, my lung, my liver, and, and, and I had a, an opportunity. It was just, it was a fluke, basically. But that being said, the fact that I got all this information and learned all this stuff because of what I went through, what am I going to do? Go to my grave and not spread the word? Not tell people you it's it, it ain't over until it's over? And you know what? You keep swinging. Uh, Farrah Fawcett, inspired, she inspired me. We were a five-hour drive to to Frankfurt to go to the hospital there. Right. And we were talking and she said, oh, you got to make me a promise. And I said, okay. She goes, promise me you'll never stop fighting. Never, ever stop fighting. And she did like punches in the air, like a boxer. She just said, keep swinging, keep swinging. You'll knock it out. And so will I. She was so positive and had such, her fight inspired me to fight as hard as I could. And I did. I, I miss her. I, I miss her presence. She was a, she, she was not whatever, I mean, a beautiful woman. My God, she was, she was a gorgeous woman. Yeah. Even as sick as she was, she still never lost her beauty. She was really, really pretty. But what she had was a phenomenal heart. What a big heart that woman had. Uh, I wish she was still here because she would be right next to me. I bet. Fighting the same fight. Well, you know, so, as you keep, as you go through this, Brett, you know, more people are going to, are going to go through and and experience the same thing that that you know you experienced and Farah experienced and and similar um you know similar treatment and those are going to be your mm -hmm. allies in the fight you know yeah absolutely and uh, I was absolutely. I was thinking your fight in the government 
with with all due respect i think it'd be hilarious if you found like a 52 year old female senator who just happened to have a stack of old tiger beats and go hey this is me (laughs) you might want to pay attention to me tim you have you have no idea how many times it is the most bizarre thing uh now i haven't been i stopped performing so to speak like in the 80s i just went to the other side of camera right I'm I'm shocked, and you would be shocked as well. The amount of people at a certain age—it's literally about about 46 on up—that uh, have. I mean, they have the, they saved these magazines, and and they they have them. I mean, I've signed thousands of magazines from like 1974, 75, 76, 77 for women that are like in their 50s. Yeah. And my question is, you saved this? She goes, oh, you don't, that's this one woman, she says, you don't understand. And she opened it up, and it's this picture that's been haunting me for about 40 years. Where I didn't have a shirt on, and I'm sitting in a chair. <laughs> it's just, I, I can't I can't escape from that. And it's funny, when I I, uh, I wrote and produced a film that Burt Reynolds was in, and Burt and I were having lunch, and we were talking, and uh, this, this woman came up to the table, and she said, oh, Mr. Reynolds, she goes, I still have your, was it Cosmopolitan picture? And he went, oh, well, okay, and kind of like sloughed it off. That's funny. And she walked away. I got his autograph, and she walked away. And he goes, that picture has followed me, and it's still followed. I said, I've got the same problem. And I had it on my phone, and I said, see this? That was I was Tiger of the Month. And he went, oh, my God. He, I said, I can't escape it. I'll go and do, you know, do a, 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 a an event somewhere. And women have that photograph. Yep. He goes, he goes, yeah, same here. I said, I, I can't escape it. It, 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 it haunts me. <laughs> but uh, I, I'm shocked at the amount of people that, you know, it was a long time ago, 40 something years ago, my brothers and I were on television. People still remember. Uh, it, but you got to remember what it was, though. We, I have hundreds of messages from people saying, you know, when I was 16 years old, my parents were getting a divorce, and you and your brothers actually saved my life. Yeah. Uh, and, and that I, uh, I, I, I don't even know what to say. That's like, I'm glad I was what I was to help people that were not having a good time while my brothers and I were on television. We, we, we were an escape, which is, which I, I'm, I'm glad we were, I guess we saved some lives. We didn't even know it. You you never know. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing about, about for lack of a better term art you know i i seem to have a lot of for whatever reason i have a lot of friends who are who are former teen idols <laughs> you know yeah. and and they uh, you know even in the in the 80s they have similar experiences where women of a certain age will run into them at a restaurant and go oh my god you are you know whatever on kid video or one of the new monkeys or whatever and you know and then there's a 10 minute story about what they mean to you and uh and it just you know it's like it's like a baby chick being imprinted at, at such a young age and it just kind of stays with you forever. Yeah. You know, that's exactly right. And, and you know what? I mean, I, they, God bless him. David Cassidy and I used to talk about it. Sean and I talk about it. I mean, I've been friends with the Cassidy's forever. Yeah. We used to talk about it all the time. It, it is, is you, you actually became part of their, a part of them growing up. We, my brothers and I were, were a section in a lot of young people's lives, where which is a horrible age, you know, 
12, 13, 14, 15, you're trying to find yourself. We were a part of that. So was David. So was Sean. So was, you know, Adani and, and, and stuff like that. It, you don't think about it while you're doing it, but it's way after the fact. I mean, right. it, 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 it's, it's interesting because we, we, we were in their consciousness at a time when they were developing and trying to figure out what the world was, and we became their safe zone. As weird as that is, uh, but I'm glad I did. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm glad I've got what I have to get this word out. That's re- I mean, if I was just Joe Blow in the street, it, it would be one hell of a battle. But because I have a history of what I've done, I get an opportunity to scream from the mountaintops. Take it's it and run with it, man. Do. Take it and run with it. You know, Farrah didn't I'm get that to- opportunity. And, um, y- you know, <sighs> you made you made a promise dude <laughs> and so so i'm here to help you keep that promise thanks man and there you go brad hudson he's uh he's quite literally seen it all uh from superstardom to uh uh movie production from uh things behind the camera and in front of the camera and on both sides of a cancer battle which is not something everyone can say uh, I, re- I support Brett in what he does and want to remind you that if you would like to contribute to uh, to Brett's cause, you need to go to www.kingdombuildersworldwide.org. That's kingdombuildersworldwide.org. And on the lower right-hand corner, there's a little button that says Give. And you give what you see fit, what uh, however you're moved. Just give. It is tax deductible, and it helps you fight cancer worldwide. And uh, just get behind Brett. He, uh, the world needs that kind of support, and so does Brett. Uh, and I can think of no better way to uh, to go out than with uh, with some music that Brett played on. Here's a title cut from uh, the Hudson Brothers album, Hollywood Situation. See you next time on Deep Dish Radio. I'm Tim Powers.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.